Bienvenidex tú Merendeando Part of Radio Luna Theater Our guest today is coming from Monterrey, Nuevo León, México Miss Velvetine Miss Velvetine, el diamante púrpura Es una belleza clásica mexicana She's a classic Mexican beauty With modern pop sensibilities Who's here to rock your world And cumbia their way into your heart ella es una drag queen, cantante, dancer, actor, comediante, and icon. En este episodio hablamos de cómo es ser un artista drag en Monterrey, how important it is to get paid for being the party, and how she created her new music genre, dragteño. And in case you haven't noticed, this episode will be and is in Spanglish, or Spanish and English, a mix of those two. You know how it is. Let's get started. Empezamos. Desde Monterrey, Nuevo León, para el mundo. From Monterrey, Nuevo León, to the world. Miss Velvetine. ¿Qué pasó, hermanas? Hey, tenemos tanto que hablar. We have so much to talk about because it's so cool to be able to talk to another amazing, queer, beautiful uh, artist and a beautiful woman from another country. Like, this is what the pandemic lets us do. We can go on Zoom. We can connect. I feel so international, so worldly. I feel like I'm like the international superstar. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, for interviewing me. Gracias, mis amores. <laughs> Because we started the season with an international artist from Australia. And we, in, with you, we're finishing our season with this beautiful international artist from Mexico. Season finale. The the season finale is always uh, shocking, mm, nerve breaking, and we know what's gonna happen next season. Oh, exactly. So let's get really juicy here. Let's see what kind of things we can shock the world with. Ooh, <laughs> love it. Well, I think that we should start kind of at the beginning for you, beautiful Miss Velvetine. Like, where was Melvis Miss Velvetine born? What's the story of Miss Velvetine? How how did she? come to be the person she is today? Um, I think Miss Velvetine always existed inside of me. She was only hidden. Like the world, the problems, like society make me hide her way uh, along with my like these illusiones, magia, um, cosas que las personas queer ocultamos mm -hmm. because of society and like own own barriers that I put on my on my mind but when I, I I got to a point when I I broke I broke it free and there there she was she was a little scared she was like a little girl didn't know what what was gonna happen because she I hit her away like years and years ago so she's like kind of adapting to this new modern world pero sí siempre ha existido y es como la parte mía que que, que, que representa como que esa felicidad la magia, lo bonito de, de ser queer, que oculté mucho. Eh, pero ahora ya está, salió. She's free and she's living her life. And, and I wanted to ask because I, I know Miss Velvetine from the past and I know you're a trained singer, a dancer, an actor, like craft. Yeah, you develop your craft really well. Uh, en este punto que te llaman una, una drag queen 360. So it's like, well, how do you say that in English? A 360, 360. Drag, drag queen. Can you explain to, to our uh, listeners who might not be, don't know that? Can you explain what a 360 drag queen is? 
Well, here in Mexico, they came up with that term to, it, it starts being sort of negative, like people like, I'm a 360 drag queen. A 360 drag queen, like the, the definition and is she dances, she acts, she, she performs, she, she looks beautiful and stuff. That, that's yeah. like, it's really superficial. But we, we had people were like kind of like, eh, se chocaba con ese término porque era muy segregativo, era muy, de, dentro de la comunidad era como, no estés dividiendo a las personas otra vez, like, we fought a lot to be like drag queens and now you want to like divide us again. So we came up with this like everyone, every drag queen is 360 because every drag queen does everything like in their own kind of way. Everyone like one, one, one has like another strength. Like she, she can do makeup, she can do uh, costumes, she can dance, she can sing. Another one, and another drag queen has like strengths on other stuff. But like the the main term is like she, she's a performer. Like she dances, she sings, and she acts. That's like definition, but like we it, it that definition change, changes a lot. Eh, eh, depende cada drag queen. <laughs> claro, suena que cada drag queen es completa en ella misma. Exactamente. No, like, completa, un paquete. Yes. Yeah, yeah, y hacen diferentes cosas y está bien, está bonito. No es yes. mejor, alguien no está mejor que la otra. Ya. Yeah. yeah, you got it. <laughs> pues tú lo dijiste, estoy repitiendo lo que. Dije. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> y y uh, también me hace pensar que drag, de lo que yo conozco, ha cambiado muchísimo en los últimos años con RuPaul's Drag Race, con, con la popularización. I hope that's an actual word. Yeah. Y, y tengo una pregunta de cómo el dinero um, entra en eso. ¿Cómo? Porque creo que también hay divisiones cuando si puedes, tienes más dinero, acceso a más recursos y comunidad y cuando no tienes. Y las personas queer también estamos muy familiar con no tener esa comunidad. So, yeah. es una dinámica muy interesante. Pero, yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the whole, like, the drag queen economy is like, a new economy of the queer economy. Not, not yes. only dra drag queens, queer performance is a new economy and people are, are we're starting to learn how to us as performers how to cobrar I don't See, how, charge how to charge, charge because <laughs> a long time ago or years like a couple of years ago we start we we view like as opportunities as that the, they were doing us a favor like you're so kind to let us perform and we're now getting to this point like hold on a minute like we're the ones who like fill your whole club we're the ones who you invest. literally bring everything yeah you are, we, you are complete Come yeah on. And so promoters, like a couple of years ago, still treat us like we're doing you guys a favor. Like you're like this uh, grupo segregado, and we're, we're doing a favor to let us perform at your, our clubs. Nowadays, drag queens, and I, and I and I've been really like outspoken about it, and people call me like, oh, she's a diva, and like she let it go to her head, because I start I, I started to say like we need to charge, like not not even gain, like recover, like, recuperar lo que invertimos. Y por eso se me tacha a veces de diva, solo porque quiero cobrar lo justo. Porque ustedes saben también preparar un show, eh, producir algo queer también es, 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 es más contracorriente. Y creo que apenas está, se está cambiando todo esto. 
se está aprendiendo los promoters eh, a Arts Learning to pay us like eh, lo justo, nada más no pedimos de más, no pedimos de menos, pedimos que se nos pague lo justo. Pero sí, es un, es un tema que apenas como que siento que se está aprendiendo entre todos cómo cobrar, que es muy importante, muchas no saben cobrar. Y, y también como cambiar este tipo de pensamiento que nos están haciendo un favor, porque no nos están haciendo ningún favor dando espacios. Estos espacios están por nosotras, por nosotros, y pues nada, o sea, esta es nuestra fiesta. Estamos invitando a ti. Y hablando de eso, ¿cómo crees que en los últimos cinco años ha cambiado el drag en México? En México it, it, ha cambiado en el aspecto que ya, ya lo ven como un antes y, y malamente. Y, y este, era como a drag queen was like this sort of like ridiculized uh, persona at a club. She was the one like people laughed at and it, it, it's like It sounds really harsh, but it was the reality. The, the ones that, that had to give shots and stuff, and they still do, do that, and algunas hacen eso, pero era más como ridiculizado. Ahora ya se, ya se aprecia como el, el arte que es, lo que se invierte, lo mucho que se tarda en hacer, y creo que apenas está haciendo como un... Se está dignificando el, el arte del drag. Eh, se está enseñando a la, sociedad, a la sociedad, a los, como repito, los a los promotores, a que sepan todo el craft que hacemos, todas las diferentes ramas que hay del drag, porque hay muchos hay mucho tipos de drag, y que apenas se nos está tratando con, con el, el respeto que se hay. Y en México, eh, drag queens ahorita ya son como, pueden ser como eh, de estas celebridades que antes no había, o que antes eran solamente de la noche, these, these night creatures, like they don't go out daytime, Now we're, we're magazines, we're on, on makeup, makeup, um, ads and stuff. And worldwide, it, 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 they did that before, but in Mexico, it's like a big deal. Like, it's changing, and más aquí en Monterrey, como que ya las drag queens estamos embracing, making our, our own, like, nuestro propio mercado, no es como decirlo. Your own market, yeah, you're opening your own market in, like, your own hometown. Like, that's amazing. So... Tengo una pregunta, ¿cuál estilo, cuáles celebridades o modas influye tu estilo, Miss Velveteen? Porque tú también eres única. Thank you. Um, I'm really, Velveteen is, Velveteen is like the old, old school and new school, like the, the old, this, I mean, although I support all type of drags and I know there's a lot of genres of drag, my drag is like this, what used to be like the, the female, like, like the feminine and stuff, the, the glamour. I mean, I know it's now obsolete nowadays, but like she represents the, the old, that, that what people used to think like, the, like, like a glamorous and woman should be. And also I like to bring like sort of pop culture to like marry that, the whole, the, the both, both eras. Like nowadays I'm really inspired by Marine and the Diamonds Katy Perry and like these these old old actresses like old Hollywood actresses like Maria Maria Felix Lola Beltran mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's like if like Maria Felix travel time and she's like a pop star nowadays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the best yes. description. I need that. Like we need that. So yeah. <laughs> 
Great. And and when you started, what was your first number? What was the first song you ever performed? Well, here in Monterrey, the, the drag scene was really, really small. And they have, they developed that, like their own genre of comedy and their own genre of perform, performers. And it was sort of like, it was really like comedic, really comedic and really like, how do you say, like anime, like stuff they used to, my first performance was like uh, Princess Peach. And she she was like, she got lost and she she found out at Mario's room like this 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 bottle of mushroom pills and she got and she got drugged and she started hallucinating and that was uh this show so that, that was, was the a show whole production <laughs> it was a tale i like because you can really see that miss velvet thing was a theater kid like grew up as a theater kid that was like first show what are you gonna do there's gonna be a backstory so we're gonna, <laughs> the character's gonna have a purpose <laughs> like yeah. you can see that like that's yeah, really so beautiful yeah so like the that my first show was princess Princess Peach and Acid, she got high on mushrooms and she started dancing like Cumbia, Colombia. And people really liked that show because I, I because people like in Monterrey that like this new genre of drag queens were like comedy queens. Everyone was a comedy queen. And I think I'm 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 funny sometimes, but I was really nervous because like people were like I was like like the new the new girl in town. And people really like it. So I was like, oh, relief. <laughs> mm -hmm. That sounds amazing. Cool. Well, speaking of your music and your performance, I'm so interested to hear about your music. Dragteño? Is that right? Yes. Dragteño. So in preparation, vibing, feeling out this thing, I pulled out my accordion. I have an oh. Accordion yeah. And um, who plays the accordion on your tracks? Because it's so hard. I'm trying to teach myself the accordion and I'm basically like, this is actually a torture device. This is an actual <laughs> instrument. Like, what the fuck? I'm really lucky because the one that plays the accordion is none other than Jair Alcalá from El Plan. He's, he's a Grammy, Grammy award winning accordion player. <laughs> you so, should see Monica's face, her jaw. El, <laughs> El Plan is like a really, really amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. group. So don't feel bad because he is known as the fastest the fastest fingers on on the Wild Wild West. Something like that. Something really, really not a thing. Yeah. And the funny thing is my, my brother, it's called Morito de Fuego. He he did cumbia and like years ago he had like a a cumbia group and they they were like really famous. So I started with this whole velvet thing thing and my main goal always siempre fue música siempre fue una drag que haga música eh, y no solamente hace eh, usualmente las drag queens hacemos bitch tracks que se le llaman que de que yes I'm like the best I'm like the best you're sí, not sí, saying sí. club hits yeah sí. yeah that's called like bitch track and I always dream to like make like different music and to people hear that the music and, and they're like oh that's really cool that's a really cool track and they're like oh by the way i'm a drag queen sings it like like i didn't want to be the main thing that i'm a drag queen like that's just like que fuera aparte like ah, by the way lo canto una drag queen o sea eso fue un, era como mi goal entonces 
ya empecé con todo lo de Velveteen, empezó a crecer en social media. I mean, I'm, I'm super bad at social media. But... Are you kidding? Your Instagram is like a gallery of... Uh, I know. Uh, like, okay. <laughs> thank you. Go check it out, everybody. Mm -hmm. Go check it out, Aroma Miss Velveteen. And so I started my brother, who is more into that, that, the numbers and stuff. And I'm like, that's really stupid, but okay. Like the numbers and like the engagement and stuff. And, and he was like, you have like a really good like, like... Platform. Like, yeah, like a platform. You, you develop your own platform. And, be, and I started doing, making YouTube videos with a friend of mine. So it, uh, like the, the people who, who follow me, like were like released. Eran, eran pocos, pero me seguían muy, muy sí. fuertemente. So I wrote a song. My first song was a cumbia. It's called Fuck You. <laughs> And it's sort of like a silly comedic cumbia. And people were like, what the hell am I listening to? Like, is this a drag queen singing cumbia and dancing? And I mean, it was like really, fue como un parteaguas. Fue como algo diferente que se hizo aquí en México. Y todo esto viene de, hay una disquera, mi hermano creó una disquera con Gerald Calá, el que toca el acordeón. Los dedos más rápidos del oeste, que le llaman. Y se llama Discos Fortuna. Eh, esta disquera es como la disquera diferente. And, and I really like their message and, and their, their whole idea and their whole like point of view started because of Velveteen because they, they wanted to make like this label that signed artists who like mainstream labels wouldn't sign like this, this artista con un cuerpo diferente, no lo hubiera firmado, este chavo que canta muy cool pero no tiene rasgos comerciales, entonces como Discos Fortuna está pensado en eso, como una, una disquera eh, para una, una disquera eh, alterna, una, una disquera diferente, que al final de cuentas viene siendo lo mismo, pero bueno. Like a record company who looks at the talent before at the person, like yeah. or talent. Let's see. Shocking, it. shocking. <laughs> wow, mind blowing. But here, but the, here in Mexico, the, the mainstream, like, It's like something different. So they start to do this and they, and then we released another rock, another track called Zombie. It was also Cumbia. But the, 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 the our new baby and the one that's making like its way through the music industry and stuff outside drag is called Mi Nueva Canción, se llama Me Hace Falta Un Beso, que es como un, es, es un cover, es del maestro Arturo Leiva. Al principio le íbamos a hacer como un, una balada of tempo muy Megan Trainer, eh, muy 60s. Something like that. And one time, Jair Alcalá called me on my cell phone. And I was like, is this Jair Alcalá, the Grammy Award winner, accordion player, the fastest fingers of the wall all west? <laughs> And I answered the phone and he was like, hello, Miss Elton. And I'm like, hello, Mr. Yer Alcala. And he was like, I have a proposition. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm all ears. And he was like, I think we should like stop trying to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is fine. And I think we, we should like try and, and risk and make, uh, make the, the song Norteña. Like 
Norteña, Norteña, Back to Basics, like the accordion, the guitar, and that's it. And I was like, I trust you guys. Y pues sí, se desarrolló, la hicimos. Y, y quedó, es, tenía mucho nervio, no sabíamos qué iba, o sea, cómo le iban a recibir, eh, porque pues muchas personas no, en general, la, o sea, en general, deja tú la comunidad, en, en general el mundo como que el norteño no se escucha, no es muy, no es muy conocido. No se respeta. No. Ya. Yeah. Pero al final de cuentas, es una balada, es una balada muy bonita, es una canción linda, y... Ha logrado lo que hemos querido, como que personas que digan, eh, ¿qué es esta? Me, que nunca escuchaba el norteño, por los prejuicios también que teníamos como sociedad de, de ay, el norteño lo escucha gente así, no sé qué. Exacto. Ajá. Yeah. Entonces, como celebrar esas raíces norteñas que, que pueden como mucho, muchas veces tener mucho, tener tintes muy negativos, por ejemplo, el, el, nor, el norteño y todo eso va de la mano con el machismo aquí en Monterrey, pero que una drag queen esté cantando norteño de la mano de Yaira Alcalá. Es algo, um, en inglés se dice iconic. Ya. Yeah. En español, no sé. Ya, yeah. we, sí. we, speak, we speak iconic. Oye, oh, yeah, you say that there too? Okay, cool, cool. It's been a wild, a wild ride, I mean. Y aparte que no hemos tenido como el apoyo de, se ha ido posicionando sola, no hemos, no hemos invertido, o sea, no, no hemos como tenido el apoyo de, si de, como promoción o le hemos invertido, se ha ido literalmente de boca en boca esta canción y se ha tornado algo muy bonito y como que yo ser de que la que va con esa bandera en medio de, de, de todos los norteños y yo con mi y que llevo llegué cantando dracteño it's amazing sí, sí, deben de ir a ver el uh, music video, porque eso también es otra cosa, se ve que todo, like, it's like It's just art. Oh. It's just art. And then, and, and también hay un video de cómo lo hiciste. Sí. So, behind the scenes. Y también es muy interesante. And talking about that, it's beautiful that it's like, it, you can see how much people are behind you. O sea, como esto es, like, it's a community helping you to do this. Like, you, in the, in the behind the scenes, we see your brother, we see your mom, we see your friends, like... And they let you make fun of them so hard. Yeah. So they obviously love you so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I always, I always, and I will, I always say like, hashtag Velvet Team, like the people who are around me, I feel so lucky to have them. I mean, I know my, I know my story is different than other, than other queer people and it's, and I, and I, and I'm really lucky to have this and I, and I cherish it so much and I, and I will always like, try to like, whenever I do something like being involved with my family, friends and stuff, because they're the ones who support me. And at the end of the day, they're going to be the ones that are going to be there for me. And they're the ones like have helped me to stay, stay out of trouble and stuff. So having this community of people like close to me, I feel so, so lucky. And that's why I wanted to make the, the, the behind the scenes video because I, I mean, I, I always try to, whenever I, I, I have something good going on, I try to involve other queer artists, other queer people, because I always say, when one, like, cuando uno le va bien, vamos todos en el mismo barco, entonces, subir a quien se pueda y subir, aunque sea un barco pequeño, pues que se suba mi barco, porque 
eh, así es como se va creando esa comunidad y vamos invadiendo el mundo de los queer artists porque siempre hemos estado ahí, pero como que ahora eh, que se sepa, que se sepa que nosotros somos los que hacemos esto y pues sí, eh, siempre me ha gustado como así atención al detalle a todo y como theater kid, we, we, we learn to make everything from the scenography to like the costume and stuff, like Monica, Monica and I went to that went through that school together. So I, I, I'm, I love to be involved in every single part of my project, like from developing the idea to the editing stuff. And so I know I, I always try to, whenever I do, a, whenever I record a video or like release a new song, I want it for the first, like the primer filtro es que me emocione. Si no me emociona, no lo hago. Entonces, como si estoy muy emocionada al respecto, digo, ok, vamos a hacerlo. Cuando estoy como, ah, digo, no, esto no pasa. Entonces, como que siempre trato de hacer cosas que emocionen. Y, y, ya, y si le emociona a alguien más, pues ya es un gane. I wanted to talk about your videos, talking that you do YouTube videos uh, and other content online. We have, we have been watching them and there are some phrases that you keep repeating, like, has popularizado muchas frases. And I want to say, like, what is, how do you come up with that? Like, how does, ¿cómo nace este lenguaje que Miss Velvetina ahora ha puesto en el mundo y otras personas lo utilizan? Pues, fíjate que se escucha muy trillado y muy cursi, pero, pues, en sí, como que a cada tribu de personas siento que tenemos nuestro propio lenguaje, en sí, como nuestro lenguaje nativo, que le, primitivo, que le podemos decir, nos comunicamos con sonidos muy propios de la tribu. Sí. Pero ahora como que ya, o sea, este, este lenguaje se ha, hecho, se ha hecho más grande y más grande, entonces como que siempre, siempre hemos tenido, cada grupo de amigos tiene su frase, siento, cada grupo de amigos tiene su, su forma de hablar. Y ahora como, y eso como llevarlo, eh, nos dimos cuenta como que le, a las personas les gusta y es como marketear esa palabra. Y se ha hecho como un lenguaje en sí, drag nacional, y son frases que usamos, es como que siempre decimos que hashtag, siempre es como hashtag. Entonces, como se han ido dando solas y llegan a unos, a, a, han cruzado barreras, han cruzado como al mundo hetero y hay frases que nosotras, tipo, salieron de nuestros videos que no, sea, y no, seamos, no nos habíamos dado cuenta que ya lo usan de que straight people en eh, otras personas y como ver como el impacto que ha tenido eso, como las barreras que cruza sí. y no es como que, oh, we're the best. No, like the queer people have always coined terms and, and, y son muy interesantes, como welcome to the party. Uh -huh. Ya me encanta eso. Y también porque en Canadá yo veo que tenemos tanta influencia de, lo, de Estados Unidos, de sus palabras, de su lenguaje. Pero ¿cuáles palabras? ¿Tienes palabras que son como típico mexicano? De, de donde tú vienes, de tu comunidad, que es diferente. Mm. I think tú las estás inventando, en in a way. I feel... Uh -huh. so, son como... Sí, son, son como frases muy... O sea, son palabras que usamos, pero como que la, la forma de aplicarlas es muy diferente. O, por ejemplo, de mis frases, no sé, empezó como... Hay, había memes tipo de esto de que quedaste, no sé, 
you in, in English ko pura se ke you ended up being like a clown I, you you I call it what I see hey was I think it doesn't translate but I think it is el lingo como mexicano but also mexicano queer is muy específico and I think the influence comes mostly from pop culture like mexican pop culture like novela type of thing or like uh, Nurka. <laughs> like big big Nurka is a is a is a icon yeah. in the community but it's like these big personalities that you had on tv growing up but it, but it might not be the word it might be the essence like the way you say it sounds like someone but the word so I think the influence is different in, in, in Mexico because it's, it comes from the past, from its own place. Yeah. And more, and more than so, like, words, it like, like phrases, like, like iconic phrases. And, and we have learned to market that, market that, that phrases and, like, gain some money of them. Because, like, for example, one time I, I said, like, the circus in town, the clowns have arrived, like, we, because we 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 call each other we're clowns like because we're basically clowns who make people laugh <laughs> and now like my my fandoms call like the clown the, the little clowns and like my whole marketing stuff is like is it developed like from clowns or a circus and like but it's also the way you deliver it like the way you deliver that phrase <laughs> it's so specific. no but like Miss Velvetine delivering that phrase is like. Yeah, I have like a like a little accent that's very like people always talk like that and it's like yeah, okay, it's thank you. <laughs> cute little girl. I'm not a threat. I'm just here. I'm very cute. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yeah. Porque yeah, yo sé que yo estoy muy interesada en conocer más de otro otro arte que no es del Estados Unidos todo el tiempo y siempre con su perspectiva en todo y, y por eso también estoy muy interesada en tu música porque es, es muy um, diferente de, de lo que está aceptado en lo en the mainstream I guess and also here in no and, and here uh, in Monterrey we, the, we, we live like really close to a border uh -huh. to Laredo and not only the drag scene, like people here in Monterrey are, are very like Americanized. I don't know if if, it, if it's it's yeah. weird. It's totally weird. <laughs> yeah, and we we have like many many U.S. cost like family. Eh, sí, y formas de vestir, de hablar, de de comprar. O sea, estamos muy americanizados. Y el drag eh, se nos enseñó. Era, estaba muy americanizado por, porque, pues, ¿de dónde venía? De RuPaul's Drag Race, que está súper bien. Muchos, muchos conocimos RuPaul's Drag Race y se agradece que, pues, mucha gente conoció el drag por RuPaul's Drag Race, pero nos enseñó un, un tipo de drag, un tipo de, de drag, un, un tipo de, de look, un tipo de... Pues sí, como que las, veíamos que las drag queens exitosas eran de cierta forma porque venían de RuPaul's Drag Race. Pero era un fenómeno que está muy padre acá en México, fue que salió un nuevo reality show like RuPaul's Drag Race called La Más Draga mm -hmm. and their whole thing is like to be proud of your Mexican roots Mexican like in the, in the show you cannot speak any English like 
any slangs in English have to be mexicanizado, like the lip sync. It, it's really common to use uh, lip, lip, lip sync for life. No, es de, es de, ah, el doblaje. El doblaje. Y es de, eh, the reveal, no, la revelación. Eh, sí, sí, sí. Eh, Even when they had the stand-up comedians, instead of being like, oh, I do stand-up. Eh, no, es comedia de pie. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything. Hey, ¿Y eso fue muy intentional? Yeah, Please. and I think it's, and I think in sort of way, it's like really, it's cool that they're doing that because, Many people are, were like, no, Mexican culture is like, oh, I don't like it. And that's why I started to like sing regional, put on flowers. Like we have like really beautiful cultural, really beautiful colors, beautiful women. And we should like be proud of our, of our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because drag, drag queen is, the drag queen culture is like, it's very Americanized. And, and it's really interesting like when how they're doing it in every in every city rubble drag race australia rubble drag race uk to see the type of drag and how they they translate the drag to their to their roots mm -hmm. so that's what i'm trying to do mm -hmm. honestly you look like you belong in a um what is the word it is a ranch yeah <laughs> kind of like pero pero en, inglés, uh, in espanol uh uh it's an a it starts with an a Hacienda. Hacienda. Gracias. Hacienda. I live not, in a ranch. Yeah, I you live, do. I live. Yeah. You're just being you right now. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, I go out, like say hi to the cattle, like go get some milk. Oh my God. Oh my God. I need that photo shoot. I need that photo yeah. shoot. Yeah. Soon, <laughs> yeah. soon. Okay, cool. uh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Cool. I just want to say how amazing it is because people who are listening to this, I know you're only listening, but if you see, if you could see what we see, Miss Belbatine is made from top to bottom, mm -hmm. perfect makeup, perfect Flowers. like eyelashes, perfect hair, perfect everything for this interview. So yeah, this this is a this is a very special person. Thank you so much. Iconic. Iconic. Thank you. Thank you. And, and like people, where people told me like, why are you, why are you, why are you getting dragged? And I was like, because I, I have like an interview from Toronto. Like I have like a really international interview. I'm so international now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's you're slowly taking over the world. It's yeah, in, in my mind. Yes, my mind. and then and then all of us will be able to dance to Dracteño, and the world will definitely get better. Like that is gonna help. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it is. Hablando de drag and and everything that drag like the the barriers, the las barreras que mueve y las comunidades que juntas. Like, ¿tú crees que el drag está cambiando? el mundo en México, I will say, ¿tú crees que el drag está ayudando a cambiar ciertas formas de la, que la sociedad vea, digamos, a la, a la comunidad queer en México? Fíjate que sí, eh, se ha cambiado y está cambiando porque, por ejemplo, muchas, por ejemplo, está, es está reconociendo artistas que eran drag y no sabíamos que eran drag. Por ejemplo, Juan Gabriel era una drag queen, estamos de acuerdo. Exactamente. Mi, abueli, mi, mi abuelita era fan de Juan Gabriel y era muy pública. Entonces era como, girl, Juan Gabriel era una drag queen. Y como que, y sí, en, en el mejor de los, de los puntos, María Félix era, era una drag queen también. O sea, muchas. Y, y, y se, ha, se ha como ido cambiando ese, ese punto de vista como el ridiculizado. Porque antes era ridiculizado. Y, y es la triste realidad, pero pues es la realidad. Era ridiculizado y eran 
las drag queens es, pertenecían al mundo oscuro, nocturno de bares peligrosos, pero era como esa forma de, de cambiar y muchas veces lo hacemos, casi creo que a la fuerza nosotras nos imponemos porque ya vivimos mucho tiempo pidiendo permiso, pidiendo como amablemente que me dan, me dan permiso, ahora es como, no girl, tipo, I belong here, and si te gusta, cool, si no, no. Y ahora es como, ha cambiado en cuanto a, más que nada, eh, respetar, ya no pedimos que ni siquiera nos, no, no pedimos que nos aplaudan, no pedimos que nos, que nos, ah, pedimos que nos dejen vivir, entonces ha pasado como, estamos en un bar, estamos en la calle, en, en full drag, and people are like, Okay, you go, girl. Live your life, and that's. I think that's that's what what's changing, and I think that that's like the future, like just people that live their lives, and, and we will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the most one of the biggest radicalizing things is just like let people be, and that is like, yeah yeah bottom line not even like what a like this big thing is like oh you're good you're good okay good. yeah yeah like, okay you go you live your life i want to live mine and that's the it it, it it's it should be as simple as that no it's not that complicated it's not rocket science mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. totally so i think that's what's changing in mexico mexico it's like people are starting to uh not so not so much like Oh yes, we love drag queens the, the whole way, but like letting us, letting us live and live our lives. I think that's the whole point. Y próximamente en cada casa la gente escuchará dragteño. Y me han me han mandado muchos videos de mamás, de papás bailando. Me hace falta un beso y me me yeah. ponen de que jaja, ja, no saben que es una drag queen la que está cantando yo de que. Ya, yeah, pero sí es una canción que es muy, muy como sweet y puedo, y eso, like, puedo ver que las familias le, les gustara porque es muy como del amor, es muy como, I don't know, pure, very romantic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So what we do every episode is that we ask our current guest to ask a question to our next guest so that we can keep the conversation going across borders, across languages, and have different artists talk to each other. So we have a question for you from last week's guest, uh, which is an incredible artist based in Hamilton, Ontario, a little bit outside of Toronto. She's a playwright, Chilean-Canadian. Her name is Marilo Núñez. And she wants to know, what is your favorite word, Miss Velveteen? Ooh, my favorite. In Spanish, in Spanish. Sí, lo que sea, yeah. Ay, trae una que siempre digo. Ah, my favorite word in Spanish is, is fatídico. <laughs> fatídico, ¿qué quiere decir eso? Perdón. I don't even know what that means, but it's like, so fatídico. <laughs> I... Monica, do you have any insight? No, I was like, no, that Miss Velveteen uh, has invented her own language that now becomes popularized. I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't surprise me if in a week I hear other people from Monterrey saying fatidico. Fatidico. <laughs> Nobody will know what it truly means. I, I know, I know what, what it means. It's like, I, I'm, a, I'm a really awkward person. 
like in real life, people don't believe that. It's like, and I always feel this fatidico is like a feeling. It's like when you're feeling cringy, when you're feeling cringe, like, oh, I feel fatidico. <laughs> like, I feel so awkward can... the whole time. I kind of get that. I get that energy, like fatidico. It, it's like, I don't know, there's something. Yeah, when you it. when you're like mm -hmm. so awkward, you can stop by and be like, I feel so fatidico. Yeah. That. That's my favorite word because okay. I, I always feel fatidico. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love that. Okay, Miriam Webster, are you listening? I hope you're not feeling fatidico right now. I feel you're feeling. I, I'm always feeling fatidico. Yeah, if you are, we can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and to uh, finish our podcast, so este podcast se llama Merendeando, que es en honor a la meriendita. Y yo sé por qué eres de Monterrey, sabes lo que es la meriendita. Obvio. Ok, es que preguntamos personas de otros países y de otras lenguas y no saben. So esto realmente, regresamos a Monterrey por el final de este uh, season. Ya. Yes. <ríe> ok. So queremos saber cuál es tu merienda favorita actualmente. Y puede ser comida o algo que estés viendo en la televisión, música o cualquier cosa que te esté dando vida ahorita. Mi merienda favorita, eh, no tiene que ser comida, ¿verdad? No, puede ser lo que te está nourishing. Mi merienda favorita es Marina, de Marina, the new, the, the, the new artist, the new songs. Uh -huh. I literally listen to them and I'm like, oh my God, she, she gives me so much life. And fun fact, like a couple, a week ago, I don't know if this, this, this podcast is like, has an de esta clasificación R se puede decir cosas así eróticas pequeñitas sí. bueno yeah. fun fact uh, like a couple of weeks ago I was I was having like the sexy time with my boyfriend and 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 they and and the TV came up Marina and I was like isn't she so beautiful and... so Mar <laughs> so Marina gives me life even when I'm having sexy time. <laughs> That's amazing. And your boyfriend was fatidico. When you <laughs> I was like... That's awesome. Okay, Marina and the Diamonds. We got to look that up for sure. Yes. Okay, it's been a... Sinceramente, un placer de conocer Miss Velveteen para uh, introducirlo a nuestra comunidad aquí en Canadá. Uh, we will be watching, we will be liking, we will be following. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for making the time and space for people from around the world. And I hope to visit you guys soon and we can and we can have a typical time together. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to be collectively angry. <laughs> <you>. Yes. <laughs> We are speaking to you from the shores of this beautiful Zaga Egan, known to some as Lake Ontario, in Toronto, or Dugarondo. This is the ancestral territory of the Haudenosaunee, or Longhouse Confederacy, the Anishinaabek Nation, the Wendat, and the Mississaugas of the Credit. This land is covered by the Dish with One Spoon Wampum and Treaty 13, also known as the Toronto Purchase. Araluna, 
We remember that people can begin to heal when they are hurt. We are committed to artful participation in disagreements. We are committed to unsettling ourselves towards connection, respect, and justice for all people who now live in this city, which has been a meeting place since time immemorial. Radio Aluna Theatre is produced by Aluna Theatre, with support from the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, the Canada Council for the Arts, the Department of Canadian Heritage, and the Metcalf Foundation. Aluna Theatre is Beatriz Pisano and Trevor Shellness with Sue Ballant. Radio Aluna Theatre is produced by Monica Garrido and Camila Diaz Varela. For more about Aluna Theatre, visit us at alunatheatre.ca, follow at Aluna Theatre on Twitter or Instagram, or like us on Facebook. Miigwech and Nyawangoa.